Coming to you live from the Cowboys headquarters in Frisco. Deep in the heart of Texas, it's the star at night. Wow, dramatic much? Why are you getting in the way of my intro? You mean our intro? We're your hosts. I'm Kelsey Charles. And I'm David Hellman. Okay, let's just start this show now. (laughs) Oh, hello again, old friends. When I did the voiceover for this show, I didn't think about the fact that I'd have to listen to it all the time. How do you feel about that decision now? Upset. He was like, guys, it's going to be great. It was funny in August. It was funny the first 50 times. We've done the show like 60 times since I did that. Well, you know what? Um, It's fine. We'll move on. Uh, You know, it really has been a minute since we've seen you guys. And... Who's you guys? Him? It's been a minute since we've seen you. Since me! I've seen too much of her in the last, like, two weeks. All right. Uh, So, apparently some things have happened since our last episode. (sighs) So, I felt the need to try to just, you know, bring it all together for a minute and just have a nice little recap. Can you you do it? You just do it. I... (laughs) I don't, you don't want me to be honest about my feelings. <laughs> I do want to ask you though, I mean, Dave, there were a lot of guys that ended up leaving the Cowboys facility and I need to know your thoughts on who's going to be the most difficult to replace. I think there's, you know, a whole list. You saw the most recent with Lyle Collins. Obviously we know Amari Cooper. Uh, you've got Cedric Wilson. I mean, there's, there's. Uh, several, well, dare I even... The list goes on and on. Did you say Randy Gregory? I was just about to. I was like, how could I miss that one? Randy Gregory. Uh, Yeah, so which one were you hurt the most in your opinion? I mean, so here's... Enough time has passed that I'm starting to to see the Cowboys game plan. What bums me out here, and granted, still with plenty to happen this offseason, but like, I see what they're doing. I see how they're going to address it. I just have my doubts that they're going to be better in 2022. And the two that come to mind are Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory. Yeah. Those are rare guys to replace. And and I think it it stings that Randy was so close to coming back and it didn't work out. And there are a variety of reasons for that. I don't have to go into the weeds. I wish Randy the best while wishing that it had ended better here. Um, But that is a type of talent that is hard to replace in free agency. Because, again, you can talk about Randy's resume or lack thereof, the amount of time that he's missed. What he was paid on the open market speaks to how hard those types of guys are to find. Yeah. And the Cowboys are picking late in the draft. Like, that is just – that is not an easy skill set to replace. Yeah, and I think that, again, a lot of people can talk about, like, well, his actual production. He really – I don't really feel like he ever got the full chance to show his entire capabilities. And I think you look at a guy, and I think it's undeniable uh, that he's a freak. I mean, he's a freak. And that type of talent, when you give him the shot at an entire season – I just I feel good about his upside. So that one to me hurts a lot. It is it is a bummer. Last year was his first full offseason, the first time he was really a, available to be around. I get it. I can hear you. A lot of that is his fault and I get it. But it just sucks that they finally had a chance to build that momentum where he would be a part of this team going forward and it obviously didn't work out. Yeah, I also would say, you know, the Amari Cooper thing, watching the Browns go ahead and restructure his contract. Cowboys I, could have too. I know, and I was just, I remember tweeting that when we were we were in our on our trip and I had someone reply and it was so perfect. 
He was like, I don't want to know what my ex is up to. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't need to know that my ex is doing well. Just remember, when a guy on a big contract is released or traded, some of it has to do with the player. And yeah, Amari Cooper would have had a more, a more robust market like we saw for Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams if he was on that caliber. He's not. At the same time, when a guy's released or traded, money is the reason why. Like, it, it, this was always about money. It was always about them not wanting to carry that charge on their salary cap. All right, so there's a list of 21 guys or so that were free agents. And so the Cowboys, while they did lose a, a, a handful of key players that I think a lot of people are concerned about, they did, in turn, retain about 10 of them. So let's talk about the guys that are you actually most excited about. I mean, Dalton Schultz on the tag. We got... Michael Gallup back in the building. So, you know, out of all those, Curse is a new, another one that I was personally really excited about. I'm glad you said Curse because I think if I'm ex- if I'm excited about one situation, and I like a lot of what they've done, but the, having the tandem of Jaron Curse and Malik Hooker together, continuity at safety, talent at safety. Malik Hooker, former first-round pick who came on at the end of last season. Remember, he tore his Achilles. Those take time to regain your confidence, regain your explosiveness. And then to have J. Ron curse everything that he did from, for this defense from a leadership standpoint, from a versatility standpoint. It's not an exaggeration to say that this is the best their safety situation has looked in Isn't it weird to talk about years? the Cowboys secondary in a positive light? No, like, like, I feel better about the secondary than a lot of the units on this team. And yeah. that is the first time... I have ever felt that way in 10 years. I think I would honestly, at this point, I love the curse. So you already talked about him. I would agree with that. In light of the moves that they've made, I actually am in favor of the the concept of bringing Dalton Schultz back like they did. I do feel like, you know, you could talk all you want about how he may not be, you know, all pro, elite, whatever else. And he just kind of did what he did because he was put in that position to do so. But again, like that, he, he served his role and he did it well. There were definitely some games where he could have, you know, been more impactful. But I I don't have a ton of confidence anymore. I mean, my how the turntables, right? Last year we are talking about having three 1,000-yard wide receivers, and now it's like, oh, how do we feel about our wide receiver core? We're not even sure Michael Gallup's going to be ready come the start of the season. You know, you've got moving a guy into that X receiver role who hasn't played that at the professional level yet. So, yeah, I'm going to take any help I can in, in this receiving core, and that includes Dalton Schultz just based on how he plays the position. Like I said at the top of the segment, I, I can see the logic. They're getting rid of the $20 million receiver. They want to spread it around between three cheaper guys. You hope CeeDee Lamb elevates. Maybe you draft a guy. My problem is this offense – wasn't good enough down the stretch last year, and I don't see it being better this year. It could be. You you always got to reserve some element for the unknown. I mean, at this time last year, nobody thought anything of J. Ron Curse. Sure. I get that. It's hard for me to imagine this offense being better in 22 than it was in 21. Okay, so free agency um, is still in full swing, so there could be some moves that are being made. Where do you think this front office still has gaps to fill? Plenty, and they'll do some more. Like, I I see some additions coming on the offensive line. They're not done signing free agents. But, again, they're going to be cowboy free agents. Mm -hmm. They're going to be cheap guys with upside who don't necessarily completely address the need. And, yeah, I think it puts a lot of pressure on this team to draft well. That's the world that they like to live in. And to their credit, they can point at C.D., Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs as reasons why that's a smart strategy. But is it enough? Are you going to hit on enough draft picks this year 
to improve the roster now? Because that's what I care about. I mean, we can sit here and dork out over the three, four, five-year picture all we want. People want them to do better than losing in the wild card round right now. Yeah. And it's going to put a ton of pressure on them to draft well if that's going to happen. I think for me, um, one of the positions that's important in my mind, because I would like to set up the scouts to not have as much pressure, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I would like an O-line. I, I would like an offensive lineman in that door. Losing Lyle Collins, again, you know, whether or not you liked him, uh, there's a gap in where, where, where his shoes were before. And, and I think we all don't feel confident in the Connor McGovern as an answer, as evidenced by him being benched last year. So, you know, do you have a body in the building that can do the job? Yes. I don't know if this team is confident in that. So I'd like to have like maybe a tad more confidence. Not that there's anyone incredible out there right now. I mean, you would know better than me at this point. I think you've been kind of diving into that as you're talking all the draft things and, and, and you know, filling needs. But that's a big one in my mind that I would love to see addressed. No, the offensive line is everything right now. And it's a big part of why I think they're going to struggle to be better this year. There's only so much you can do to fill so many holes. Okay, so um, we talked about the front office. Let's talk about these scouts, though. How much pressure, realistically, yes. do you think is on Will McClay and team to really make some impactful moves come draft day? I, I, I got ahead of myself because that's what I was alluding to. It's going to be a ton of pressure because, look, like I said, they're not done adding guys. They're done adding guys that are going to be huge difference makers most likely. They're going to bottom fish and look to upgrade in the draft. Left guard is a problem spot. You need a third offensive tackle. You probably need a third wide receiver. You need bodies at linebacker. Even with Dante Fowler, who we haven't mentioned in the fold, you probably don't feel great about your edge rush situation. Yeah. You can't do all of that with two or three draft picks. And that's in year one, that's what you can realistically expect to contribute. You just think back to this year. Micah was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Kelvin Joseph needed some time. Sure. Osa, Chauncey, Golston, they helped, but not to this insane degree. Like, that's what you're realistically looking at. So they've got more work to do in free agency. And again, it puts a ton of pressure on the scouting department to get ready-made contributors in multiple rounds of the draft. And it's not a knock on them. That's just a lot to ask of anybody. Yeah, I mean, for your point, when talking about drafting guys, there's different life cycles of a player per position, right? You always talk about running backs kind of having that quick jump, and then it's a, it's a shorter lifespan versus, like, maybe a wide receiver could grow into his role a little bit more. I mean, it's, it's all these factors that you have to consider, and I definitely think they have quite the task on their hands come next month. I feel good about the long-term situation of this team. Getting them better for 2022 – I think it's going to be a challenge. But hey, enough, <laughs> enough of the realistic downer talk. We're here to have fun. We're bringing in a dear friend of ours to do exactly that. We're going to do some Cowboys March Madness when we get back right after this. Welcome back to the show. And let me just go ahead and say it. Brackets at the start of March Madness are lame. They're tired. They're cliche. They're boring. Your bracket's already ruined. I was going to say. But your bracket sucks. You picked <laughs> Kentucky. Good for you. It's okay. I picked Tennessee. It's never fine. pick Kentucky is always the rule. Kentucky that is, never. it's cliche. What's not cliche, what's really hip and cool is to do a bracket in the second week of March Madness. Oh. Get rid of the scrubs. Okay. Get rid of the pretenders. Bring in the contenders. And speaking of contenders, 
I thought you were going to say, speaking of scrubs. <laughs> I, I would never say that about my friend Jeff Cavanaugh. I would never. I, just, I was waiting for it. He does the draft show with me. He agreed to come on our show. He makes fantastic content on his YouTube channel. He does. Also, he lets me use his pool. Why would I ever trash talk Jeff he Cavanaugh? He watches your dog. Chicken wings. We hey, love Jeff Cavanaugh. Dap me right here, buddy. Um, so we brought Jeff in for our second annual Cowboys Bracket Challenge. Last year, it was Cowboy players who played basketball. Mm-hmm. There aren't very many of them, so we can't do it again this year. You mean Cowboys players still left on the roster or like in general? Uh, good point, good okay. point. Okay. So, so we're pivoting. I'll stop starting the pot. Kelsey, you go ahead. We're pivoting to draft picks. It is draft season. Jeff helps us with the draft show. It just only seemed natural to me. Yes. So, um, guys, we have our very own start night bracket edition here we should have shared this only the guys. best i love the the paper printout that produced i do Katie too well, they I have am. a graphic for the people yes. yeah for at sure at least the people have a graphic at least the people have a graphic so what we're going to do is how this works we're going to go down the line and y'all are going to tell me and i might be the deciding vote on some of these uh which is the best draft pick okay and In two Cowboys out of three history. votes moves forward i don't think this is going to be that hard to be honest okay cool well Where's then brown if how you dare just, you, if you <laughs> He was a really? sixth-round pick. He's on a second contract. I, I think your bar is a little low for best in team history. Man. All right, producer Caden, let's go ahead and get the first one, please, because uh, I obviously they, these guys have some thoughts. Uh, this one's going to be a little difficult in my mind. Talking Cowboys quarterbacks. So uh, you've got Roger Staubach, obviously, and Troy Aikman. These are their stats. We all kind of know them by heart at this point. Both impressive. Who are you picking? I don't think this is hard at all, and that's with all due respect to Mr. ESPN, Troy Aikman. I knew you were going to say this. Get the bag, my dude, but Roger Staubach was picked in the 100s. He was a 10th-round pick back when that was a thing. He served in the Navy before he even played. Yes. And, oh, by the way, when all that was done, he became, like, the most iconic quarterback in league history and won two Super Bowls. This Uh, isn't hard for me. Okay, so Staubach gets one. What about you, Jeffrey? It's hard for me because Roger Staubach is an American hero. But Troy Aikman created a beer. Oh! <laughs> so I will go with the uh, 10th round pick who just, won multiple Super Bowls and is a veteran. That's just, Aikman was number one overall. If Aikman was number one overall, you're supposed to win three Super Bowls if well, you won overall. Well, that's not true. I mean, yes, it is. Okay, go back through the history of no, overall picks. It doesn't it. happen that often, but that's what you're supposed to do. Your Troy hate is abrasive. I don't hate Troy. Why, why do you hate Troy? I, I don't Roger. hate Troy. Troy can go count the new TV money. He doesn't need to win this bracket to be just okay with where he and is. And bear money. All right, and so money. we've got Roger Staubach is moving forward beating Captain Troy America. Aikman. Captain America takes the cake. Let's move on to the next one. We've got Emmett Smith and Bob Hayes. Okay, now this one is tough for me. Mm. I want to pick Bullet Bob Hayes, like one of the most underrated players in Cowboys history, in my opinion. Like a lot younger fans don't even know that there was a number 22 sometimes, mm-hmm. and that bums me out. You don't have to pick Bob Hayes. No, no, no. If you go the other way, I got your back, and we'll put the pressure on her. I mean. I'm already going to go Emmett, so for whatever you do. I, how do you go against Emmett Smith? Oh, value, of course. Uh, Emmett Val- played running back. And Bob Hayes did everything. Was picked in the first round. Bob yeah. Hayes changed the NFL. Okay, so I'll go and Bob. And he was picked later. I'll go Bob because, yeah, everybody knows what Emmett did. Bob oh. deserves more credit. Well, then we're not putting pressure on Kelsey, and her vote's going to lose. Oh, I'm voting for Bob no. Hayes. Wow. Bob Hayes changed the way people played football, and he did it in what round? Like the seventh. 
Come on, man. Is this the this is the anti triplets show? I was and not, it was a first round running back. I it's supposed to be the all time leading yeah, rusher. Yeah, we're giving late. We're giving love <laughs> to the old timers here on the Star at Night. Tonight. I love the value mindsets. I'm here for it. All right, so is, fine. This Overrule is what happens me. when you pick, when you have draft nerds talking it's so about true draft. Right now, yeah. like the scout speaking here is so heavy. Um, Emmett loses to Bob Hayes. So let's see Kelsey about this one then. Um, how about Larry Allen? or Rayfield Wright. Okay, this is where I buck the trend because I just love the fact, like second round is still a high pick. Larry Allen played at Sonoma State. I would never have heard the name of that school never. if not for Larry Allen. Right. And he turns into like arguably the best guard in football history. I'm going with Larry Allen. Somewheres there is a video of Larry Allen. I forget if it's a if it's an interception or what. When he chases down the Saints, uh, the Saints guy, <laughs> just murders him, yeah. Uh, for my money, that's the best offensive lineman to ever put pads on. And I apologize to Rayfield for my Ute. I'm part of the Ute, so I, you know, I didn't really get to see him play. I lived Larry Allen. That dude's a monster. We Going picked, Larry. We picked uh, Roger so and Bob. We're fine. The on first that. unanimous pick of, of one of these guys, Larry Allen, takes the cake. So I just, you know what? Congrats to the alignment on that one. I feel good about that moving forward. Best Hall of Fame speech I've ever seen, too. Um, Larry Allen is moving forward in that round. Okay, so the last round, Bob Lilly and Herschel Walker. Got okay. It. Around I, one and around five. But we all know this, this sucks. No, I mean. This is a way to vote for Emmett to make up for. Because the Emmett pick was one of the picks from the Herschel trade. There so by go. voting for Herschel, you voted for Emmett. I, oh. It feels sacrilegious to vote against Mr. Cowboy, like one of the best players in Cowboy history. But what Herschel Walker meant to this franchise in retrospect, not so much as a player, but what they got for him. Yeah. Literally, so. We're filming this right after the Tyreek Hill trade, yeah. and somebody was joking like, oh, this is one of the biggest hauls in the post-Herschel era because that's what happened is what the Cowboys did with their picks for Herschel Walker changed the way we look at football. So, yeah, yeah, I give the edge to Herschel even while I think Bob Lilly was a far, far better player. Okay. Bob was a better player. Herschel was a later pick that – turned into three Super Bowl wins that he didn't play in. Herschel is the winner. Are we seeing a trend here? Herschel got us three Super Bowls, and he didn't even play in them. Bowls, baby. All right. Well, my vote doesn't even matter in that one because Herschel Walker is the clear winner. Okay. So um, let's go ahead and just make things a little more difficult. Because we've been agreeing too much. We're still not done. Now you guys have to decide between Roger Staubach and Herschel Walker. Value is really good. The Herschel value is great. Getting the three Super Bowls is great. You're going to pick Herschel Walker over. No, Don't I'm not. not. There's a but. Don't There's a but. believe it. There's a but. I just want to give proper respect okay. to the draft picks that built three Super Bowl okay. teams. But. The panic in my heart for a minute. It's Captain America, dude. It has to be. It's Captain America. Why are you even right. thinking? He was Why? a 10th round pick Have and we... a military veteran. Like, oh, so you're just guilt tripping me in this. Yeah. House. Why are you even having a conversation about this? Please, tell us your logic. That's a man that believed in America. The Herschel Walker trade built the team of the 90s. Is that worth nothing to y'all? Is Roger Staubach's value to this franchise worth anything to you? If there had been no Herschel Walker And to our country? They needed the team of the 90s. Without Roger, there's no America. Correct. Oh. Without America, there's no you. I wasn't actually going to pick against Roger. I just wanted some discussion. That was a real Brian Broaddus move on your part. Yeah. The show's boring if we don't argue. 
You speak for yourself. That's that's media 101. Why do you think people watch Stephen A? All right, uh, no comment on that. So Roger takes the cake of that one. He's a finalist. Uh, let's do Bob Hayes and Larry Allen to round it out, and then we're gonna have you guys pick your champs. Let me tell you, Dave. Let me tell you this. Whenever I have a doubt, whenever I'm not real sure which way to go, I picture the two wrestling. <laughs> okay. Like Larry Allen puts a big old plug in, rips his shirt off. He doesn't need to put it in because it's always there. He goes to bed with a plug in. I'm going with the greatest offensive lineman of all time. I'm going with Larry Allen. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Sonoma State. I just I get such a kick out of that. I, there can't be more than like one other NFL player to ever come out of it. All right. So uh, Larry with the queen clean sweep, getting to the championship. Uh, final round, you guys. It's gonna be Roger and Larry. So I I have a feeling. This might be where Larry sees his end. When I'm torn, what I like to do. <laughs> don't picture them. That is not. I like to picture him wrestling. I mean, he did his his other nickname besides Captain America was Roger the Dodger, by the way. Like he, I mean, we got some rope a dope. Oh, so you and he got punched be. in the face at practice once, didn't he? Or did he punch in the face? Probably. Wait, Larry or Roger? Roger. He got Roger got punched room. in the locker room. Oh, okay. But also, I'm for Larry Allen. I mean, it's the 1970s. Everybody was getting punched all the time. By the backup quarterback, nonetheless. Amazing. I just, I mean, to play football in the 70s, you just had to be comfortable, like, just getting beaten down. So, hell, so I feel like for that... Larry Allen. Wow, even with all of that. Because I know it's going to happen. All right, you were talking so much trash about not getting to vote. I'm voting for Captain America, so now you have to break the tie. Captain America. He's Coward. 50. If you even want to go ahead. Coward. And I like, knew for a fact you guys were going to vote for Roger, so yeah. I didn't have to. Show <laughs> love to Larry Allen in case I ever see him. In hey, listen. I mean, 10th round pick, <laughs> serves in the military, and then is like the foundation for why the Cowboys were popular in the first place. Is I a question? He's the one seed for a reason. I knew where this was going to go the minute I saw the bracket, but I feel fine about it. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm sorry that you didn't have the correct answers. I did appreciate your logic and your tie-breaking thoughts. In what about head. Xavier Woods? He was a four-year starter. He's a six. You know what? We'll got paid the very handsomely in free agency last week also. It's true. It's true. Semi-Fihoko? All right. So in conclusion, Roger Staubach, Captain America, wins that round. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Can you tell the people what you're up to nowadays because it's just like so fun to hang out with you and people don't have to stop here on our show yeah i'm like ricky bobby now like at the end of talladega nights when he showed up and his car had me on the front so i'm not jeff cavanaugh from anywhere anymore i'm just jeff cavanaugh so i'm on youtube and twitch and things like that oh i thought you time for jeffrey say, on twitter i thought you were gonna say you didn't know what to do with your hands but that works <laughs> also that yeah there's also an element of that you ever been thrown out of an applebee's no get us right. out of here well i'm throwing Kelsey. us out of this show guys thanks so much for joining us we do appreciate you tuning in another edition of the start night. See y'all next time.